Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with me for just a couple of minutes. Here, our focus is being better and healthier than yesterday. Are you better? Are you healthier than you were yesterday? Here, we don't compare ourselves to him or to her. We compare ourselves to who we were yesterday. Self-improvement has no end. Health has no finish line. There are lifelong journeys where we take it one day at a time, and here we do it together. So let's do this. Before I get into the main content, if you want to get in contact with me, email and Instagram are the best ways to get in contact. Email me at benpagedc at gmail.com and on Instagram, benpagedc. And if you listen to this, go to Instagram, tag me on the episode, and I'll tag you right back and we get to know each other. I love to get to know the community and I would love to get to know you. So let's get on to the main content. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Wellness Farmer Podcast. This is podcast episode 240. And today, I'm going to talk about how I have been on a journey, and I'm on a journey, trying to make my health as simple as possible in the circumstances I'm living. We always have, Our circumstances of living are always changing, and it's good to try to make our health as simple as possible. That's easier said than done, that's for sure. That's what makes doing so important. We can say, we can learn uh, lots on a certain subject, but until we do, until we practice, until we put in action what we are learning and saying, progress will be slow. So here I am trying to do, trying to act in a way that simplifies my life physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And for me, the hardest to implement is emotionally, is internally for me. So as I learn, I will share with you how I'm trying and, of course, failing. But the most important part is getting back up and getting back into the fight. That's what's most important. So this journey of ours is very individual, but very similar at the same time in most ways. That is why learning and implementing has been a great way to not only survive, but to thrive. The beauty of it is Each of us puts our neat little individual personalities into how we will accomplish what each and every one of us must do to thrive. So going back to what I said before, make things simple. There are four thought processes that if we learn, relearn, and learn again, we can highly improve our emotional and mental well-being. These four thought processes need to be worked on every day and usually one at a time to reach an emotional intelligence where we are well on the inside. So these four thought processes should be taught starting at a very young age and retaught with work and action to adolescence where their prefrontal cortex is in high gear developing, forming those long-lasting neuronal connections. In the next four solo episodes I will be talking about these four thought processes using a book that is called Los Cuatro Acuerdos, Un Libro de Sabiduría Tolteca by uh, Dr. Miguel Ruiz. And there's a translated version called The Four Agreements. Maybe some of you have read this book. To me, it was an extraordinary book, and it was, and it was so simple to understand. And that's what I loved so much about it, is four simple concepts that if we try to implement in our lives, um, life just becomes so much more simple. So sticking to these four concepts will make my life and your life a lot more simple and also give us the ability to be who we are always supposed to, or who we were always supposed to be. 
So I recommend working one, working on one at a time. I tried to work on all of them at one point, and I, I didn't go anywhere. So focus on one and give yourself at least one month. And three months might even be better. That would mean that in one year, you would go through all four concepts. Then the following year, do the same thing, but with different goals, hopefully higher goals, because we are slowly or, or rapidly progressing as we try to become better and better and more simple in our lives. So the Toltecs, or the Toltecas, were known as women and men of knowledge. So Miguel explains that they weren't a nation or race, but they were scientists and artists that formed a society that studied and preserved spiritual knowledge and the ways of their ancestors. So they were a community of teachers, and he called them, well, their names were Neogales and, and then students. So teachers were called Neogales. And they used the ways of their ancestors as I, as I was just saying, they, they used the way of their ancestors. This is such an important concept. So many believe that we have progressed past our, past our ancestors and, and, and that what they knew or did isn't important anymore. As the world becomes more and more sick due to modern practices, the best thing we can do is look to our ancestors for answers. And it seems that is exactly how the Toltecs did it. What a beautiful way to be healthy. So the Toltec people called our minds mitote, a fog, a dream where thousands of people talk at the same time and nobody really understands nobody. And this makes it impossible to see who we really are. In India, it's called masha or maya, which means illusion. And, and this is our concept of I am. It is an illusion, a dream we make up. Each of us are in our own little dream, in our own reality. So everything that we believe about ourselves in the world are all these concepts and programs we have in our mind. And this is our mitote. So this makes it impossible to see who we truly are. And this is why we resist life. Being alive is our greatest fear. It's not death. Our biggest fear is taking the risk to live, to be alive and express who we truly are. And not only that, but we live in our mistakes. We don't just punish ourselves for making a mistake, but we have a memory that remembers our mistakes, causing us to punish ourselves over and over and over again. We also have the people around us that remind us of our errors of the past, and, and some even live by those errors, constantly bringing up the past, punishing us for a past event. True justice consists in paying the price one time for each error. So what is truly injustice is having to pay various times for the same error. So why do we do this to ourselves and why do we do this to our loved ones? So how can we change? How can we change our dream? How can we turn the world into heaven on earth? By adopting the four agreements. It's a simple way to do it. And again, it's simple, but it's not easy. But life's not supposed to be easy. These are lifelong. These are lifestyles. These are things that we want to try to do day in and day out. And of course, fail, but get back up and continue trying. We have to have a strong will to adopt these four agreements. But if we implement them, we'll see huge changes in our mental well-being. <clears throat> the fog will dissipate and we will be able to see clearly and create heaven on earth, even in turmoil. So the first agreement and the most important is to be impeccable in your words. And why our words? What makes our words so important? Our words is what gives us the power to create. 
Our intentions are manifested by our words. Our words reveal our dreams, what we feel and who we truly are. Our words are like a strength. It's a power to express what we think and then create the events in our lives. But words are a double-bladed sword. Proper use of words can create heaven on earth. The improper use of words can create a nightmare. And the way we use words will make us slaves or free us. Los Toltecs said the words, that words are, are magic. And if you use them for bad, our words turn into black magic. They explain that this magic, the word, is so powerful that just one word can change a life forever or destroying millions of people. And we are seeing this in action today with, with words like pandemic and, and vaccine, with words and, and really just words, because if you jump into the evidence that is available now over the past year of being in this, we see that they have been saying, what they've been saying has caused more problems, and I would even say has killed more people than the problem itself. But with words, just words, they were able to control the population of the world. In a matter of weeks, human interaction and contact stopped. Physical contact basically stopped. With terrible consequences and all of the faces of the world were covered up showing how with just a couple words you can control the world's population. There are also so many times in history where words <clears throat> being used as black magic has created much harm. And most people will readily remember Nazi Germany as one. This is something that hasn't, it's not too far back in the past. So I've talked about this before and wrote about it in, in my book, Playing in the Dirt. If you haven't read that yet, I recommend you getting a copy of that. And of course, leave a review because I love to read even each and every one of them. But, but our mind is, 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 a, is like a very fertile soil. In soil where the germination rate is very high and we are constantly planting seeds of opinions, thoughts, ideas, and concepts, which all have to do with words. Being very fertile, pretty much any seed can germinate and grow. The soil is especially fertile for the seeds of fear. We can say that words are like spells, and we are all wizards or magicians. We can be good magicians and work with white magic or, or bad magicians and work with black magic. With our words, we can cast spells or break spells. We are constantly casting spells with our opinions. Throughout our entire lives, people have been giving us their opinions. They have been casting spells with their words. I mean, you're dirty. You're not a good father. You're dumb. You're stupid. You're ugly. You're beautiful. You're smart. You're clean. You're a good father. These are all opinions. Some are white magic and will break spells, and others black magic, casting spells. So words catch our attention, they enter our mind, and they can change for good or bad our belief systems, how we see ourselves and the world around us. So these words catch our attention, enter our mind, and change who we are, for good or for bad. They change our beliefs. Just imagine you going outside and saying, man, you're so stupid, to a person next door. I mean, that person takes that opinion and digests it and can use that to understand who they think they are and continue to believe it. And then the next person comes out and says it again and just reinforces it. But at the same time, someone comes out and says, you're very smart. I like what you did. That can change the whole thing around. So words can cast spells or they can also break spells. We have to be very careful 
and what we say. So what does impeccable even mean? It means without sin. So be impeccable with our words. It means without sin. It means flawless. And most, think, most people think religion when they hear the word sin. However, there is more to sin than just doing wrong. A sin is anything you do that goes against who you are, what you feel, believe, or say. So when we are impeccable, we take responsibility for our actions, but we don't judge or blame ourselves or others. When we are impeccable with our words, we don't use them against ourselves. And a great example from the book is this. If I see you in the street and I say, man, you're stupid, it can sound and feel like I am using the words against someone else. But in reality, I'm using them against me because now that person is going to hate me for saying, for saying that and their hate against me does me absolutely no good. So if I use emotional venom against other people that surround me, I'm really using it myself. And the worst part is that this usually happens to the people we most care about due to fatigue or stress or, or any other excuse we fill in the blank with. Most people don't understand that they're casting spells. And that is why we must forgive them. Uh, because they don't just understand what they're doing. Now, as we learn, as we're learning here today, and we try to be more impeccable with our words, that is a different story. We have to be more conscious with our words. So the only way to break a spell is by coming to a new understanding that is based on truth. The truth is the most important part of being impeccable with our words. The double-bladed sword has the blade of lies, which is the black magic, and the blade of truth, which is the white magic, the light. And only the truth will make us free. Another terrible way we cast spells is with how we talk to ourselves. We constantly talk to ourselves, many at least, in a completely unnatural way. We say we are not good enough. We are not pretty enough. We are not smart enough. I'm not disciplined enough. Why can't I be like him or her? These are all spells against our progress and these understandings become beliefs and we stop progressing and then we even take it further and start to say these words to, the, to those that surround us. We take our opinions that come from our beliefs, our ego, or our dream, how we perceive things, and we create all this venom and spew it out all over the, all over the most important people in our lives. Now the more impeccable we are with our words, the less spells can be cast on us. Our mind won't be as fertile to, to the seeds of those negative words. That black magic doesn't work on us anymore. So the best way to measure how we are progressing with our own is with our own self-esteem. The amount of love you feel for yourself is directly proportional to the quality and integrity of your words. When you are impeccable with your words, you feel good, you feel happy, you are happy, and you're at peace. So if you want to live like heaven on earth, you need to reach an understanding and then build a belief system to be impeccable with your words. And this is a process that is beautiful, but it's a process, and it is very powerful. As we use our words appropriately, and we begin to speak with love, as we use white magic with ourselves, as we start to talk to ourselves with words like wonderful, beautiful, talented, as we look in the mirror and, and say, you are capable, you can do this, you are worth it, we will start to break all those spells that have been cast on us by others and by ourselves. So as we do this, the words that we speak will be the same to those who surround us, and we truly will be in 
heaven on earth. So be impeccable with your words. Be flawless with your words. The first and the most important understanding that we must turn into a belief system. So now that you've heard about how important it is to be flawless with our words and how it can affect us and other people, let's try to be more conscious about the words we use now that we know the power of them. Let's break spells, not cast them, and starting with ourselves. I mean, this stuff needs to get out there. This stuff is so important. We're looking at a world that's becoming more and more complicated, and we need to simplify it. We need to make it as simple as possible so we can focus on what's truly important. So let's get this stuff out there. If you guys share this, that's the best way to do it. Take a picture of your screen right now and tag me on Instagram at BenPageDC, and I'll tag you right back. The world needs this stuff more than ever. And if you haven't yet, rate and review this podcast. I read every one of them, and I appreciate them more than you know. The good and the bad, because they only help me progress. Thanks, and stay strong. Until the next time.